0: Welcome back to Auntie Please, where we are everything we want to be, nothing you want us to be, and so much more. I am Shia, and with me is... Lama! Wow, my voice totally cracked there. (laughs) (laughs) And today, we're going to discuss... Oh no, we're just going to have chats in conjunction with International Women's Day and um, Women's History History Month. Um, Yeah where to begin
1: where to begin maybe we'll begin with um when you think of international women's day and i'm sure people always tend to ask you know the question of like is there like a figure that you Mm. find no actually wait no because it's international women's day what does it mean for you to be a woman
0: yeah good question um i don't know if i can answer that okay so let's let's take it back to my childhood okay <laughs> she's going ferudian she's going ferudian uh father freud said okay, um, <laughs> um yeah okay so like growing up i hated being a girl mm-hmm. like i really i just wished i was a boy so badly and i think it was Mostly because, like, I just saw the double the double standards and, like, the way I was being treated. Like, not just, like, within my family, but even, like, outside of my family. Like, the way the world saw girls and, like, women. And I hated it. Yeah. And also, like, the fact that we get periods and, like, when I was, like, you know, a teenager and, like, going through <laughs> puberty and stuff, I was just, like, this is, like, horrendous. Like, why do people do this? Like, why why aren't we all just getting, like hysterectomies like it doesn't make sense but then also now it makes sense because then you have to go on like hormone replacement therapy and like all that stuff and it's just like pretty hectic Mm. but but yeah I just remember um just hating being a girl and a woman and everything and like I wanted so badly to just be a boy and I couldn't do anything about it but yeah I guess over time you know I just sucked it up couldn't do anything So I was just like, I it is what it is. I'm a girl, I'm a woman. Um and yeah, I think I only started enjoying being a woman. I would I can honestly say like in the last maybe four or five years have I started like truly but it's more a personal thing, right? So it's not like you dislike all women, but it's like me as a woman and what that means for me and what that looks yeah. like for me and, like, everything that comes with it and, like, that's... So, you've got all the good stuff, right? But, obviously, like, you always tend to focus on the negatives and that's, like, you know, whether it's, like, discrimination or, like, sexual harassment or sexual assault or, like... Yeah. Um, just dealing with the misogynistic and, like, patriarchal things that you see globally. Yeah. Um, so, when it comes to dealing with that, like, Obviously, like, you tend to fixate on it. And it it is such a big part of our lives anyway. Like, it intersects with so many things in our lives. So, fair enough that it does take up a lot of our time and energy and, like, our thought process and stuff. But uh, I can just hear the birds in my background. Like, these crows, I don't know what's going on. <laughs>
1: like, <clears throat> I, they're having yeah, a ball. But... <laughs> Yeah, they're just giving you snacks. They're like, she said what like, she what said. are they
0: having?" <laughs> <laughs> you go, go. <girl. laughs> um, um, yeah. So, what was I saying? Yeah. So, I think yeah. I only started enjoying being a woman in the last five years. Even though that was like the prime time that I would experience, like, the most like horrible things. That the Mm. world had to offer to women. Um, But, yeah, I struggle. I still, for some reason, I guess it's like the imposter syndrome in me, like speaking out, um, when I sometimes still refer to myself as a girl. Not that there's anything wrong with being a girl, Mm. but like I am an adult woman now, you know? And I guess that that Mm. comes with like seeing myself as like an adult more than anything, and therefore a woman. But... Yeah, I'm getting there, I think. Okay, they didn't really answer the question, but that just gave you a bit of context, (laughs) like, my thought process. No, but But, but it makes sense, though, because I
1: think, like you said, I similarly went through the same thing, like, May, I don't know whether it's a universal thing or maybe it was just a me thing especially when you were raised with like boys in your family yeah. very heavily like the in- internal misogyny is real man it's real like you I went through like high school and like la- especially late primary school um into early teens like just rejecting all things that were seen as 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 not even like that's not the way shit is. That's not the absolute truth. But the traits that were seen, seen as feminine, liking pink, being, mm. like whatever constituted as being girly, I had I like wholeheartedly rejected continuously. And I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm a girl, but I'm not gonna be that girl. And, it, yeah, and, it, and, the it, and it's a girly girl kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And it sucks because now I fully embrace all of those things whilst embracing all the other things that I embraced before. And I yeah. realized that it was like, like me, that was me rejecting the way that we are socialized to believe, like being a girl or femininity or whatever whatnot is. When yeah. <clears throat> in reality, like, it's all of that and so, so much more. Like, like, I can love pink and also still be a badass bitch. <clears throat> Sorry about my voice, guys. So, what happens when I drink alcohol And the next morning, like, start talking?
0: <laughs> There's actually both of us. <laughs> like, I'm sick from, like, two nights ago. I actually did have drinks <clears throat> last night, too, but it was just, like, chill drinks. Yeah. But. That's okay. Yeah. They can just enjoy it's my sexy, pain.
1: sexy, raspy voice. <laughs> 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 just sounding like a frog croaking. <laughs> Um, sexy frog. <laughs> sexy frog. <laughs> Crazy frog. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um but well, yeah, like, I think I had a lot of internal misogyny growing up. Like I always wanted to mm. be like one of the boys, you know, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we all and... would
0: have. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and and I'm so and I'm mad that I had to go through that, but it was a rite of passage, I suppose, because now I now I know that like being a girl or a woman is so much more um than what society tries to define for us um yeah. and and yeah and then like i think it's because i went to an all girls like school in secondary school that i was like kind of forced and forced to see different ways of being a girl Mm. Um, and that all of those ways can be, like, embraced and cherished and all of those ways were equally mm. as amazing as the other. Um, obviously there were still things that I had to learn only as I got older. Like, there was still so much slut-shaming, like, at that point in high school. Like, yeah. you can be whatever, but you just can't be a slut. Like, um, Ugh. you know, you you can't... Dude, I
0: got slut-shamed for, like, being in a monogamous relationship. Like, dude... People are, like the weirdest. Like I actually, yeah, I can't. I think about that like all the time. Like, how Seriously, that people will out? slut shame you for the women. Like women really get slut
1: shamed for the most ridiculous shit. Like, yeah, like I just it's just so for me, and and, and I mean, because it still happens, I still find it so infuriating. Like you know, you you could mm-hmm. like like you said, you could be like dating someone in a monogamous relationship but the assumption that you could be doing more than just holding hands is like, (gasps)
0: yeah,
1: she's a slut. Um, But then, and it's like, these people are the worst because especially when it comes from men, it's like, these men love us quote unquote sluts um, behind the scenes. But then as soon as like it's out in public and they are associated with said person that was referred to as a slut, they completely reject her and they call her all those names and they put all those things onto her, which make me so mad. And so, like, I think I went through a phase, um, when uh, I say phase, but this is still me now, where I like wholly embrace being a slut. Like, I'm slutty as fuck, yeah. but um, but it's like that, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Like, I wish there was a time where we didn't really have to use the word slut to like define like a woman's sex life. For me, like, I just use it to describe something that looks, like, real juicy and real sexy. Like, I, one of my friends made this analogy and she was like, yeah, that mango looks real slutty. And I was like, yes, because it's literally dripping. <laughs> I love that. <it. laughs>
0: uh... <laughs> I love um... that. Oh my God, that's the first I'm hearing of that. I love it.
1: <laughs> but, um, but you know, I was like, and I was just like, yeah. So I think that slut shaming should still happen in high school, but I guess it allowed me to open up my perspective of what it is to be a a girl you know moving into like young adulthood and then yeah like like when i was 18 20 and me now i think i'm quite comfortable with who i am as a woman and also just i realized that i realized that yeah a lot of the things that i went through as a kid was a lot of internal misogyny a lot of like you know like trying to fit into what the patriarchy wants us to be as women like you know yeah but then also like, feminine,
0: like submissive, yeah it's yeah. like
1: you first you want us to be like feminine and demure and you she's know really soft Ugh. and soft and stuff yeah. and then you all, like and then we go into the workforce and um we try to emulate those qualities and you're like whoa she's too emotional she's too soft like yeah. she's not fit for this not assertive mm. enough then you're like bitch what the heck do you want? <laughs>
0: Yeah. what the heck
1: do you want from us <laughs> you can't please them all literally like it's just so it's a challenge yeah. and i just feel like i've reached a point where i'm just like screw this i'm just going to be and exist yeah. and take it all you, are, you yeah. know um so so yeah and i think i think knowing what it means to be a woman is just a continuous thing that you continue to understand and define for yourself as you go on in life i don't think there's yeah. ever a point where you're like this is it this is that's one way because i think it changes yeah. as you go through different phases in your life too
0: yeah exactly yeah. i think so too and um i was gonna talk about yeah i was gonna talk about like being feminine and like being masculine so like mm-hmm. very naturally and i assume like in most brown families or even like in most asian families like there is a need to raise daughters as like these like you know, like you were saying, like feminine demure, like gentle, soft, like um and also like submissive, but without actually using the word submissive. Like mm. yeah, and and um I was certainly raised that way, like in the sense that like, for example, like, the way you sit, you know? Like, you cross your legs or you put your legs together. You don't, like, yeah. sit with your legs, like, gang-gang oh, or, like, with it. your legs, like, open with wide my kind apart. of thing. And, like, I v- very naturally am just, like... So, I do consider myself, like... um I do have, like, a fair few, like, masculine, like, traits and, like, very masculine vibes that come from me as well. And I... I, I I can't really consider myself that feminine to be honest. I never, or at least especially growing up, I really wasn't feminine, and and so that would get challenged a lot. by, like my mom, my grandma, and everything, like you know, the way I sit, the way I am, like whether or not like I was talking loudly, or like whether or not I was like running around, like doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing. Um, but then like the boys could do it, but then the girls couldn't, and like and. Yeah, it was really frustrating and it was just like, just felt like really unfair growing up. But, but anyway, back to, yeah, like being feminine and masculine at the same time. Like obviously the two can coexist and like obviously, like that's what I see for myself as, Mm -hmm. you know, as a woman. And it's something that, yeah, like I'm only now embracing and, you know, these are the things that I enjoy and that I feel like for me, the combination of the two make me a better person like for me and for myself and like for the way that I am around like other people and like the way that I take care of my friends and the way that I'm there for them as well um and it's something that I've like yeah I've just fully embraced it and I really enjoy that being a part of me and I can already like just imagine some people like being like oh but like it's not nice for like a girl to be masculine like it's not like um Nice for like whoever like your partner will be because then like they're gonna feel threatened and like it's not like a good look and stuff and like you know and I'm just so sick of it like I just don't have the time to for that it bitch anymore. I say goodbye like you just yeah, just bye like buy. we don't have time for this like, anymore <laughs> yeah like we- this conversation is so last decade <laughs> so. It's, like, Not even so like last early season, 2000s. It's a whole please. decade ago. <laughs> like, don't talk. To, don't waste my time with this, you know? Like, if you have an issue, talk to someone who cares, because I mm. really don't. Um, and and I know that people in our generation, most people in our generation really don't care. And I'm, like, quite mm. frankly, I'm more concerned with people in my generation, and the people to come um, in, the the next, gener- mm. next few generations because everyone else before that will be dead and gone. So, like, why would I care? <laughs> like, oh the people God, in my generation gonna... are going to be my life the longest. So are the people in the upcoming generation. So, like, you know... Mm. It is
1: what it is. Yeah. yeah, 100%. No, I
0: just... Yeah. Yeah, it's just very
1: reductive when people, you know, think that there's a certain way to be a woman, a man, a person. Just mm. Just let people... Like define them that that for themselves, you know. Like for me, yeah, it's just for me. Like they're both feminine and masculine traits and ways of embodiment within me, and that's for me to decide. Like what that is. Like things that you could think are typically feminine, I could see as masculine. Like I just hate, like the 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 like there's there's a way to be nurturing in a feminine way, in a masculine way. Like, it's really, Mm. like, I think the way that Navi put it in the last episode just, like, resonated with me a lot. Where it's like, it's really not, like, like, the more we continue to keep defining this shit as, like, feminine... Things are only things that women can emulate, and that are only come yeah. typically from women. And masculine traits are only things that come typically from men. Like we're gonna, we're gonna stick in the same cycle for years and years and years to come. Yeah. And like we need to be looking at this more as like, and I think perhaps it's like a you know coming from like Hinduism, coming from someone that's done Indian classical dance before, where like I've seen what it is to be. Feminine and masculine, and have those energies intertwine at the mm. same time, and it's it's really beautiful. But I think like I don't think people are ready for that discussion yet. So yeah, for me, exactly. it's just about like knowing that there's no one way to be a man or a woman. Like you don't have to yeah. emulate shit and certain certain. However,
0: so. it is that you identify. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just yeah. Hopefully, I think like I think you're getting there. I think you're getting there, but I think I've fully reached a point where I'm like could like anyone that wants to fight me and fight the way that I like um present myself can fight me. I will yeah. fully fight. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's go, babes. Because this Aries very bitch is ready to go. <laughs> She's ready to fight. I'm I'm ready. I'm not Aries, by the way, I'm Aquarius. Do you say Aries? But you're Aries moon. D- yeah, did am I? Yeah, I think I I think I am. I always forget my moon and my rising and my sun. I'm an Aquarius sun because that's your like your like
0: base okay. basic. But I always get like Aries vibe from you anyway. Oh, thanks. But like thanks. wait, what's your um what's the other one? Rising. I'll I'll find
1: this out. I had my friend do my chart for me. I'll find it out and I'll yeah, I'll she tell you. she did
0: my chart for me also. just <laughs> 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 so had to, to look you at you it. Yeah, thanks, Aya. <laughs> oh, what's <sighs> a, Oh my god, I need to find this. I need to find this. Now I really want to know what the fuck next. So, was. if you tell me you, no part of you is an Aries, I'm going to flip. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even a, a fire sign. Like, god damn it. I'm...
1: No, I'm an Oh no, you're an S a- 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 yeah. S
0: Yeah. I remember a- she was a- saying a- that we go well together because I'm fire and you're air and like. That okay, interest. so
1: yeah. I am where's my rising? I don't know what my okay, so she's like so I'm a Taurus ascendant and I'm Aquarius Sun, I'm a Gemini moon, and oh. then
0: there's more Mama, why are you so aggressive? <laughs> It doesn't add up.
1: Hasn't, I, I don't know why I'm so aggressive. I'm actually maybe it's a very outward thing. I'm very outwardly aggressive, but on the inside I'm just actually like a fucking rat. A small little baby mouse. <laughs> That's constantly asking my boyfriend like do you love me? Do you do you really love me though? <laughs>
0: Years later. Years later, after your first child, do you still love me?
1: <laughs> literally, me like sitting next to him, getting like, our shawls. Like, tied official? at the wedding? Be like, babe, is this for uh-huh. real? Like, are you for real? For real? He's <laughs> gonna be like, shut
0: the you fuck up! Sure? No backseat. So <laughs> uh, I literally like. I know nothing about astrology, but I just take pieces of information from what people tell me. Yeah. And, like, I just pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but I really don't. (laughs) I just, like, generalize to the max. I love...
1: I love (laughs) listening to people talk about astrology. But it's so fun to talk about, though. Yeah. Like, whether or not, like,
0: something is true or not about a person, it's just fun to talk about. And, like, (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. That's what it is for me. It's just fun for me to talk about. It's just fun. So... Are I'm not going
1: to any... base my whole life on it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any women that you find particularly inspiring or you look up to or, you know, you're like an icon? This person is an icon. Yeah. Okay. So I have a whole list of They don't women. have to be real. Of course, Ooh. they can be fictional. Still a woman, just a Oh, character. yeah. Some of them are fictional.
0: Um... Uh, wait, let me just make sure that this is still recording. Okay, yeah. Because I'm looking at my phone. Okay, so women who have inspired me and somewhat raised me to some capacity. Um, so, I mean, very naturally, my mom and my grandma. Um, Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears. Although now it's like, with the whole free Britney thing, I'm just like, was it really her though? Or like... Hell yeah, it's still her. her. But like, but like, I mean like, yeah, it's still her, but like, but it's not her true self, you know? Like, it, like
1: she mm. was being controlled
0: and like manipulated and everything, so like, now I'm just like, I can't help but feel guilty that I've like, profited so much from like, like dude, like I had all her cassettes and stuff from back when we were listening to cassettes. <laughs> and, like I had a cassette, but <laughs> but like you know like I was such a big like Britney Spears fan I'm just like I feel so guilty that I just gained so much from that when she lost so much Mm. you know Mm. but um anyway but I guess it's most celebrities in a way right in that kind of industry yeah like you kind of like sell your soul a little bit anyway Mm. um Beyonce Nicki Minaj um (laughs) (laughs) Lady Gaga (laughs) Lady Gaga also had a really big influence on me on just like being yourself, and, like, self-expression, and, like, and I think also just seeing the evolution of Lady Gaga from, like, what she was when she was doing, like, jazz dance, like, poker face and stuff to, like, how she is now. Um But I also know, I think like, I remember, like, watching an interview or something where, like, she was the way she was with, like, all these, like, really extravagant things. Like, yes, it was a big part of, like, her personality and, like, who she was and what she wanted to put out in the world, but also, like, that had to be, like, her brand for her to make it, you know? That was, like, her unique thing that no one else really had for her to, like, succeed,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, which worked. And then, like, that allowed her more freedom. Like, once she had enough, like, fame and, like, publicity, whatever, that allowed her more freedom to, like, do the kind of stuff that she really wanted to do. And then she started, like, producing. Like, you could see, like, the transition, like, the different types of music she would, like, put out. Um, and, you know, how it would be more, like, meaningful in the sense that, like, it's stuff, like, emotional stuff that she wanted to, like, talk about, like, for herself. And I really admire that. And I also admire, like, the stuff that she stands for. I mean, she can be problematic sometimes, but, like, whatever. Um, (laughs) next is Rihanna. These are, like, really, like, basic bitch things I feel like everyone from my (laughs) list. Um, Jane Goodall, uh, I really looked up to her because, so, like, I have a Ooh. big passion for, like, animals, and mm. Loki always wanted to be like her and, like, work with, like, primates especially. I just thought that was, like, so cool. And I just always imagined myself um working in, like, Sipilo in Sabah at the Orangutan Century there, because I went there once when I was a kid, and, like, I loved it so much. I was like, I can literally imagine spending the rest of my life here. Um, but I don't know how realistic that is anymore. <laughs> um... Santana from Glee. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Naya Rivera. Um, Mm. uh, Seema Anand, who is this. Bitch, don't be stealing my icons, too. That's one of mine. Sorry. Sorry, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Fam, I put you onto her, okay?
1: Yeah, she did, you did. She, I, she did. I
0: let her have it. She did. But it's fine, like, obviously you can look up to the same people. Um, so she's basically like, just for context, yeah, 100%. and I feel like I mentioned her, in, I mentioned her in the last episode, but I didn't give, mm. I, get it? I I never explained who she was and like, what she does. Um, I don't know what her profession is <clears throat> called, but like her Instagram account is like Seema Anand Storytelling, I think. And I can just double check that. Mm. She's kind of me. like a historian um, like, and like
1: an anthropologist. Yeah, type yeah, thing, historian.
0: And- yeah. And so she talks a lot about like Hinduism and like the Hindu religion and like sexuality and like and and um like tantric stuff, like stuff about the Kama Sutra and like mm. all this stuff that all this information and like Hinduism is like really rich in um discussing all things about like gender and like sexuality and stuff Mm -hmm. but because India was colonized all of that stuff was kind of like pushed aside like erased to an extent and only Mm -hmm. now is uh, like all these stories and like um knowledge like only now is it all like coming back up and it's thanks to people like Seema Anand who's like doing work that I can only imagine a handful of people globally are doing in term with respect to like Hinduism and, um, Indian culture and like, especially after being colonized. And the way she explains it, oh my God, this woman, like, you watch her, you listen to her. Lama and I are like fully in love with her. I'm in love. Um, and it's, I'm in love. and it's also amazing because she's, she's an older woman as well. And I can just imagine like how like challenged she might have been, like, you know, with the stuff that she discusses, um, but yeah, yeah, and I think that's why she's like both of our idols, like one of our idols, mm. um, Bobo and Flex. <laughs> I have to say they've done a lot for me in the last like three, three years, maybe almost three years now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long have they had the podcast it's for, but like they've done a lot for me, and. And I think like the rest are kind of just like honorable mentions. So like Raja Kumari, um, mm-hmm. Dolly Parton, Mindy Kaling, Jamila Jamil, Shakira, um, Jane Fonda. That woman. Oh, yeah. She's that woman. whack To this day. Her. Still. Um mm. yeah, still. <laughs> um Deepika Mutiala and she she's the founder of uh Live Tinted. Yeah. I don't know if you know, it's like yeah. Of course um, Babes. And then there's this other person called Aisha Akanbi, and she is a thought leader. I mean, I I don't know, I don't know what she, how she would describe herself, but she's basically, but I will call her a thought leader. Um, even though I don't necessarily like that term, and I don't know why it just doesn't sound right, but she just says the most like insightful stuff and just really like thought provoking things. And she's quite young. Like she's, I think, In her early to mid 20s, but she's just got so much wisdom and she's so wise. And like the way she sees things is from a very critical but just perspective. And it, and especially around things like cancel culture and like the way that people are like woke now. Like she can, she tends to like say a lot of stuff that seems controversial or seems like you are, that seems like it's against, um, things like gender equality or like something that's like human rights based but it's actually not and if anything like what she's saying like reinforces um things about gender equality and things about human rights like whatever social issue it is um mm. so i highly recommend that everyone check her out because she she's one to you know if we all keep an eye on um and also just for like personal growth as well like i feel like i've grown a lot of, just like reading her stuff. Or, or even just like honestly just go to her Twitter. Like her Twitter is like enough for you to like grow and like learn from. Um I feel like I missed out a few people. Did I see Arita Franklin? Yeah. Um but now you've said her. Uh, okay, Arita Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> um but I think like the main person for me who I consider like a role model and like someone that I truly aspire to to be like is um, this woman called Dr. Angela Maya Singh Bas. um She's based in Malaysia. She is a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also the director of the International Board of Amnesty International. Um, right. She's a recipient of the American Psychological Association Global Citizen Psychologist Citation. Um, Jeez. And she's the only international trauma specialist in Malaysia. And she is also obviously a brown woman. And I think so, so very naturally, like, I honestly, I could not have found like a better person to like be a role model for me. Like, because like her background's in psych. She's very like, um, a lot of her work is like humanitarian based. And she's very progressive. She's very um, passionate about what she does. And, you know, if you look her up and if you, like, uh, look into, like, her content and stuff, she's very articulate in the way she speaks about issues. And you can just tell, like, I guess it's a vibe. It's just the way she is that she's very sure of herself. She's very confident. She's very, she's very, um not afraid to stand up for what she believes in, you know? And if it's something that she truly believes in, if it's something that she's truly passionate about, she's not afraid to challenge it and she's not afraid to speak out. And that's something that I, I mean, yes, obviously I can really admire that, but it's something that I want to see in myself. So I have a tendency to admire people who have something that I lack. And I guess like that's what most people, maybe that's the case for like most people. But it's like, so it could even be the slightest thing. And if I feel like I lack like it, but I see it in someone else, I'm going to admire that person for it. So I tend to admire like a lot of people in general anyway, but, um, but Dr. Angela in particular for me is my role model and like who I aspire to be and more like everything that she is, is always what I've imagined for myself and more. You yep. know, and she also does like um, modeling on the side. Like she had like a full like modeling career for a bit as well. Um, but I think, I think she still does like some modeling here and there. But it's not as like full time as it was before. So now she does more work with like um, seeing clients and you know stuff with like Amnesty and um, wherever else she's needed globally. Uh, she does a, she does a, she also does a lot of work with like APA because um, I see her, like, giving, like, talks and, like, or, like moderating talks and stuff here and mm. there, like, online. Shaya's gushing. She's full gushing right now. <laughs> I'm literally... I, I could not have found, like, a better person for me to, like, look up to, honestly. Yeah. Like, I really can't. And it's just so amazing to be able to find someone, you mm. know, especially a person of colour, especially a brown woman. Mm. And, like, right here in Malaysia, on top of that, like... I, yeah, it's just it's so amazing to see and like, and I just love how progressive she is and how vocal she is about it. Like I, there was she does these like Instagram video things, and sorry, what's it called? IGTV. Yeah, oh, I feel so old. <laughs> she did an IGTV, okay, and it was about parenting, and yeah. it was I think it was about like. Having parenting licenses. Like, you know, and how... Oh, yeah. That's a girl. I think you told
1: me about this. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I might have. Because, no, I feel like we've definitely had conversations about this. Because, like, if someone ever asked me what my controversial opinion was, it was that you... Like, parenting should be regulated. (laughs) <laughs> to be a parent, like you'd have to like no, literally, and this was like, and I've been saying this before I even watched that video. Yeah, So when I yeah. watched this video, so we've I had was this like, conversation we're the before. same person. We've had yeah, this so conversation. we had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And and she only posted this video like what a couple of weeks ago maybe, and um, I was like, oh my god, like we're so alike, you know, but like. But in a sense, that level of like progressiveness and like in something that can seem quite controversial, but like once you break it down and explain why it's, it should, why it should be necessary, like it makes so much sense and it's very logical. At the end of the day, you're doing it for the betterment of people in general, both potential parents and the child, you know? And, Mm. and it honestly, to me, it makes sense, but it's just, So nice to see... Yeah, like I was saying, you know... A brown woman do this with, like... The kind of qualifications that I want to see for myself as well. And who's also, like... It's not like she's, like, our age. Like, she's older, but she's not old. I think she's, like, under 40. But, like... But... Seeing her being, like, vocal and, like... You know, being so professional about it. Having the qualifications that she has. Having, like, the background, the experience, and the exposure that she has globally and being vocal about things like this on top of that it's like you can't you can't fight with that you know you can't argue with that you can't um you can't really you can challenge it but you're probably going to um i don't know be proven wrong or like lose not that that's a bad thing but in the sense that like i just would love to be at that level where i've gained enough from all these different aspects of my life that I can't be broken down, you know? Mm. Like, I'm so sure of myself, like, whether it's, like, academically or, like, just me as a person. Um, Yeah, and I just, I I really admire that about her in, Mm. yeah. Fingers Mm -hmm. crossed I get to be like her, if not better. But, like, for now, she's just, like, yeah. The best role model I could ever ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's nice, That's who though. my idol is. Who's your <laughs> idol? Me. I don't have
1: a lot of idols because I feel like I'm a bit competitive. <laughs> oh, so... Are you competing with your idols? I'm just not... I'm competing with myself right now, to be honest. I think I can always be better and better. But I do have a lot of, like... Yeah. Um, figures that I, like get inspiration from and get motivation from and to be honest a lot of them were a lot of like non like fictional characters growing up i was definitely like sought to a lot of the media that i consumed for like empowerment and in in like to inspire me to be different and to do different things that i didn't want to do before and i think that's why media representation is so important um for people to be able to see because it like it, it's just such a huge part of our lives and when we see things that we want to emulate when we are inspired by certain people like that we can only have that feeling because that they're they're on our screens and someone decided to write a character like that um mm-hmm. so i think a lot of the, like the disney characters that i grew up with n- i'm not going to name the typical princesses because some of them be like problematic doing some dumb shit. Okay? Ariel do better. Um but, <laughs> but um but like I really loved um, Esmeralda. She was like an icon for me. And I watched Hunchback mm-hmm. for the first time. I was like, "Hold up. First of all, she dances amazing. Okay? And then yeah. second of all, she's kind. Third of all, she's feisty as fuck. Um Yeah. Who else do I need? Like she, and then like yeah, like just like the the scene where like what like the the evil guy's name Frollo, he says something, and then like she screams at him. She's like justice. I don't like as opposed to what, and I was just like,
0: whoa, bish. I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> what
1: I, I really did, and yeah. So I found I really loved her character. I really loved Princess Kida. Um. Um. Also, really loved. Mulan, and I think Mulan is like an interesting Mm. one because, like, she did all of that to prove something to herself, but at the end of the day, like, it was for, like, it was to save her father and also to, like, seek approval from the family in some sort of way. And whether or not that's, like, a great way to go about doing things in life, it's something that I think resonated with me as a young, like, little South Asian Indian girl, you know? Um yeah. when like your parents' approval is a huge part of what you want to get growing up, I suppose, whether or not that's yeah. a healthy thing. So and mm. then mm-hmm. um I <laughs> have to caveat a little quote unquote that, she that said <say>. <laughs> um yeah and then what else like I just had so many like you know I loved fucking Kim Possible totally spies they were mm-hmm. the shit mm-hmm. um and I loved Totally Spies because you know they were just they were like the teenage girls doing teenage yeah. things you know like crushes um Clover yeah. and her drama, like, I just loved all of them. They were all just so funny, and, yeah. but at the same time, I love they how were how
0: different they were from each other. Yes!
1: I love how different they were, and at the same time, they were these, like, you know, b- fighting, like, bad, bad people <laughs> on the other yeah. end, living all these secret lives. Yeah, and, um, so yeah, it was really cool. And then, I think a lot of, a few of the people you said also, I really love them, like, um, Raja kumari, I think is like when I discovered her music she was one of the like one uh, like a South Asian artist that made me feel um mm-hmm. like proud of my heritage and like proud of my culture because I think she came from a classical Indian dance background as well yeah, and did, you know yeah. she turned it into um her own art and her own way while still staying connected to that and I really found that beautiful. I was like, wow, I really wish I had this. Yeah. Maybe in my, like, young teens, but I discovered it when I was, like, you know, 18 and stuff. So it's fine. It's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously my mom's queen, queen things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, yeah, one of, like, the biggest role models for me. Um, and I think just being able to, like, cultivate a different type of relationship with her as we grow up. And as we grow up, as if she's still, like, five years old. But as we both <laughs> as we both age and as we both go through, like, different facets of our life, I think it's... I'm kind of glad that we are, like, growing in the way that we are together. So, yeah. I don't know. Who else? There's so many... I think I seek a lot of um, inspiration from the women around me. Like, I'm so excited about the women in my life like i'm very excited about you and like you slowly like realizing you know that you're a whole ass adult and that you have so much to be proud of for yourself and so much to be you know just like yeah like you're 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 amazing dude and i and i hope that like as the year goes on you slowly realize all these facets for yourself and that you become secure and you can continuously remind yourself that even in times where you don't feel as good. I say this to you and I should also do this for myself. But ah, <laughs> next time. Next time. Um, you know, and like there's so many other women in my life. Like Steph. Like, um, yeah. you know, like just another friendship group. You know, like I, they, you guys, they know who they are. You know, I'll, I'll say all your names. Kornie, Swarna, Sangita, the other staff. Here, I'll list you all out. But it's just <laughs> there's two steps in my life now, <laughs> and um and yeah, it's just I'm very very um lucky that I have amazing women in my life, and even my little cousin sisters. They're just so cute, and just seeing them like grow into like not even grow into but just who they are now the brilliant young mm-hmm. like women they are now is just like very very makes me really happy because i think this is the not the future of womanhood because womanhood was, has always been here but just yes. the future of really seeing women being able to define who they are just for themselves be. and just be is yeah a very exciting thing for me to be honest, yeah, um, and that gives me yeah, life, I <laughs> literally. I feel that. I feel yeah, that. yeah. So, so yeah, that 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 those are people, and that I will always think about when it comes to celebrating women, and because at the end of the day, like mm. the women in my life are some of the like the. <laughs> No bias or anything. <laughs> Y'all don't know them, okay, like I do, and they're amazing. So yeah. so I think I'm I'm lucky that I get a lot of um power from the people around me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Love that. Thanks. Um, sweet, so, so you mentioned like, you know, like yeah, celebrating the other women in our lives. Mm. How do you celebrate yourself as a woman?
1: Wow, she really attacks wow. me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I, I think I, I I need I think I need to celebrate different facets of me better. I do a really I celebrate my sexuality like my solo sexuality really well. Like I find myself mm. real like hot shit <laughs> most <laughs> of the time <laughs> Um, I think there are times you know where I'm like, oh, I'm a bit conscious of my acne scars and whatever, whatnot. But sometimes when I'm in the bathroom, I get out of the shower and I'm just like, and I see my little like lower belly, and I'm like, damn, that's some hot ass chunks right there. I'm into it. (laughs) I'm like, woo. I'm like, let's play Goddess. Look at me go, Ariana Grande. (laughs) I'm just having a great time. And I think I was I was actually listening to this podcast yesterday. Um, mm. by um, Hannah Witten, and it's like one of the guests was um Dr. Karen Gurney, which is actually another woman that I really love. Um, she's a like a psychosexologist, and like she's really great. She does lots of work on like the orgasm gap and like redefining like desire and stuff like that. So it's really really great. Anyway, yeah. the point is is that like um what they were talking about was this thing called sexual currency, and it's one mm. of the reasons why desire can be so difficult. Um to, like, cultivate um, and to reach a point where we feel comfortable with our levels of desire is because we, like, either there's other things going on or we have a poor level of sexual currency within our relationships and within um, ourselves too. So, for example, like, sexual currency means, like, like, your sex life isn't healthy and isn't great just because you have sex often. Like, it's all the other things. Like, it's the touching of the waist as they walk by you or the like occasional Mm. like smacks to the bum you know um Mm. or like you know just the like kisses here and there or even just like making out without the prospect of needing to have sex um and it's like all of that is sexual currency all of that builds desire all of that makes you feel wanted connected to your partner partners in the way that like sex does and people like you know so um and like I and then she was also saying how it's like you have to have that with yourself as well. Like one of the number one reasons mm-hmm. that like I think women, um, you know, aren't happy in their sex life is a lot of like body image issues and stuff like that. And, you know, one yeah. of the things you have to do is like, you know, celebrate your body and like and that takes work and I'm I'm pretty like I I'm going through phases where I'm just like this shit and also my mirror in my bathroom is like disconnected so it like makes my body look really disjointed Mm -hmm. so i have to like either like go on my tippy toes to see what i actually look like or go like underneath down and see what i look like but but at the end of the day like you you know you have to like just enjoy your own self like how many times a day does like do you actually like touch yourself like not like in a like in a masturbatory way but like in a way that it's like you know, you just touch your thighs and you like touch your hand and you're like, yes. wow, I feel so soft. Or, like, my bum is so yeah. like jiggly and bubbly. I lo- I touch my butt yeah. so much. It's like, it's <laughs> probably like too much. I'm fully in love with how my butt feels. So I like get why my par- my partner or partners can feel that way. Cause I'm like, I get it. Yeah, this is a great <laughs> bum. It's great. So it's like, you know, you have to have that sort of currency with yourself. And I think I need to do that in, like, other parts of my life. Like, that part of my life I'm very, like, secure with right now. Obviously, it could change. But I need to do the same when it comes to my teaching. I'm going through a phase where I'm, like, really, really down on myself when it comes to my teaching. Feeling super insecure. Mm -hmm. Super just, like, insecure. So, um, Yeah so I need to take time to like celebrate myself in that way by you know looking back at the past feedback I've got and reminding myself like that's the type of instructor I am that's the type of teacher I want to be and like I cannot try to be someone else so
0: yeah so yeah to finish off how are you going to celebrate yourself Bish? I would say okay first of all let me say that the whole sexual currency thing I love that that's something new for me and I love learning about that from you um, but yeah, I don't like, yeah, I don't do that whole like touching of myself in a self-appreciative way. Um, I, sh- I should do that more often.
1: Mm.
0: Um, I feel like I play with my hair a lot. I do a lot with my hair. Like, I'm just combing my hands through my scalp and like mm. feeling my hand, feeling my mm. scalp. Cause I really like that feeling. And Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I like, can I do that for myself a lot. Um, but I think like that's about it. But anyway, how do I celebrate, or how do I plan on celebrating myself? I think, like, for me, celebrating me means taking care of me. Mm. And, you know, and just doing the things that I know make me feel good, but then I self-sabotage and I kind of don't do it. But then I should, right? Um, So that's things like, you know, putting in good quality food into my body, Mm. um, exercising, um, you know, things like cleaning my room, or like, just anything that's good for my physical or mental health, yeah, and that makes me feel good from within, mm. um, whether that's physical or mental, and then seeing how that shows externally, mm. and you know, and that's, or at least I feel like for me at this point in my life, that's what I feel like. For me, like what I should be doing to like celebrate myself, and I don't know. Okay, I don't really know if it's just to celebrate myself or myself as a woman. But either way, um, it's just actually you no, know, yeah, it is. It does have to do with me being a woman because like I don't want those things to be, I don't want me not taking care of myself to be a barrier in why I can't achieve things, and then have yeah. it, and then have it like potentially be blamed on being a woman, mm. you know, and it's like and obviously like it i'm not obviously but like unfortunately but naturally as a woman like you a part of you may feel the need to like prove yourself even more to feel like you've oh. earned your space and i guess that's like the imposter syndrome coming out it's a or whatever right? as other conversation and, like, for my my motto for 2020 is like let us be mediocre women just let us
1: be <laughs> mediocre like i just want men to be average and- be praised for that
0: shit <laughs> please <laughs> but like but i think either way like whether or not like i think me as a person like i've always aspired greatness for myself 100%. and like to be like more than just average like way more than average um and yeah and so like to help me achieve that to help me get to that point like i need to take care of myself and i need to mm. do the things to take care of my mental and my physical health and yeah, I think actually doing those things is how I celebrate myself. Yeah, or at least how I plan on celebrating myself because I know I don't do all of it. Mm. I'm working on it. I'm getting there. She's putting in the work, fam. Mm. It's mm. not easy, but she's she's doing it. She's mm-hmm. on the way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh well, that's. We can you guys? You know what's funny? Shai and I were like, do, "We'll do this episode in half an hour." You're right. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> we thought. We, we never thought. learned. We never. We really never learned. But I feel like a good way to end it is that like yesterday I was at a party and someone was like, "Um, I was feeling really like down and shit about a day. Well, like, and, and like just not in a good place. And then I turned on your podcast and then I was like in a good mood after because you guys made oh, me laugh which episode? so much. It was the um self destructive one." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like He was like Yeah you guys are really funny And I was like We don't intentionally Try to be that way But I'm guessing Our lives are Comic relief for you So okay Yeah <laughs>
0: that's okay (laughs) happy to provide some entertainment (laughs) at my expense but it's okay uh
1: okay um yeah thank you guys for listening tell us like you know message us or comment on the post and we post about it but who are the women in your life that you look up to um you know are they fictional characters are they non-fictional characters are they celebrities are they just people in your day-to-day life, um, you know, and why. And, yeah, what are you doing, not just today and not just this month, um, but just in general in life to celebrate yourself and yourself as a womanhood. Yourself as a womanhood. <laughs> yourself oof. as a woman. English and is hard. English is very difficult for me. And your womanhood. Um, and, and, and to the men, like, what the heck are you doing to... Celebrate your personal femininity And what are you doing to get in touch with that And how are you learning how to emulate masculine- Masculinity and femininity In a way that isn't boxed into Traits that we are socialized to be Here's your homework for you today bitches
0: I <laughs> want <laughs> homework Submit, my pun- submit Please by Please submit Monday. by Monday <laughs> um, Put it through Turn it in, in A thousand word <laughs> essay
1: page version needs to be below twenty percent. Thanks very much.
0: Thirty um, <laughs> percent is it? Twenty percent? I said twenty. I said twenty.
1: I said oh, sauce, twenty. Sauce girl. I had thirty. <laughs> um. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. You can find us at Auntie Please on Instagram. Shaya is at Shaya Five. I am at Natasha J Lama, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.